Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast, talking about uh, inside scoop kind of things going on in the life of our church. And uh, here today with a returning guest, uh, our very own Jeffrey Martin. So Jeff, say hi to everybody. Hey everyone. You were only here just a month ago talking about Ordinary Revival, so hopefully we're going to talk about something different today, um, given that we've just heard your backstory. Uh, tell us one thing that we already don't know about you. One thing that people don't know about me. Um, one thing that uh, is kind of related to stuff I do around here, but that some people might not know or would presume differently, is that although I, even as part of my my role around here, you know, at least once or twice a month, I'm on stage leading music with the guitar. I don't actually play all that much guitar outside of worship uh, music and church stuff, probably partly because I maybe I could make more time for it or whatever, but it's probably because I don't actually have much guitar playing skill beyond the uh, four or five chords required for worship songs. And uh, a, kind of a funny story related to that that I haven't told too many people is that like I actually remember this moment in, it was probably like grade nine or something, um, where I was trying to learn to play guitar and I had quit these lessons I was taking. So you're trying to learn on your own. And I remember praying like a prayer. God, if you could just help me to learn these, like these songs, I'll only ever play worship music. And I think it was probably motivated about wanting to <laughs> impress girls at Eden high school chapel or something like that. But I honestly said like sort of a ridiculous prayer like that. And I think in some ways that's been answered. I can only really play worship music. But I learned, I learned <laughs> you're that, not so. a musician in any stretch of the, the, the word. Uh, outside of your capacity as an occasional worship leader. Exactly. And uh, if that's a, a sort of an ordinary revival answer to prayer, that at least segues from where I was last time. So that's, there, that's great. Yeah, be careful what you pray for. Absolutely. Hey, we're here to talk about something that we mentioned in the services yesterday when we launched the sign-up for what we call the Global Leadership Summit. That's what we're going to camp out on and uh, just kind of get under the hood on today. So... In its most basic form, Jeff, can you help us understand what is the Global Leadership Summit, or we're going to call it the GLS? What What is this thing? Yeah, GLS is uh, an annual event. Uh, it's it's actually hosted by and was born out of Willow Creek Community Church in, uh, in Chicago and uh, has become over, I think it's some 20-something years, you might know the number of years or whatever, but That's has like become... 25 years, yeah. Yeah, this, as, as in the name, this global... Uh, event and gathering of leaders that happens once uh, every summer. And there, there's some other uh, recorded events that happen afterwards um, that we've begun to participate in quite substantially over the last more than a decade or whatever as a satellite host site. And this is part of what's made this event such a, have such global reach is they've leveraged technology and satellite capabilities to sort of share it across North America and then well beyond across a lot of countries. And it's a two-day event uh, with uh, like a world-class faculty that they bring in and creativity and inspiration and whatnot that's intended to equip and inspire um, people to use leadership influence more effectively um, and particularly with a bit of a, a church and Christian bent to help uh, see more of the kingdom of God come on earth as in heaven is kind of the, the vision as I've understood it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, about. first things first, that we're talking about the, the GLS is a conference. It's a conference, yeah. It's it a is a two-day conference that we invite people to sign up to because like you said, we're a, we're a host site. And this conference, you alluded to this, that this, this event has evolved over the years. It's been 25 years in the making. Can you recall... Any of the eras, and we can kind of talk back and forth about yeah. this, the, the eras of how this event has evolved into what it is today. 
Yeah, in my sort of uh, understanding or awareness of sort of the journey of this event um, that would have yeah, been happening before I was participating in it. But what I understand is I think there was a day where uh, Willow Creek, in, in an effort to, to resource the church beyond itself, um, had multidisciplinary conferences, a bunch of different church conferences with around, you know, arts or around, you know, maybe pastoral care groups, that kind of thing, all different kinds of things. And eventually found it, that it made sense to kind of bring that into one kind of initiative um, focused on church leadership, what it takes to, to, to sort of lead in a church. Absolutely. And, and si- yeah, sorry, I was just going to say that then I, I, what's been kind of cool is I think how that's evolved one step further is seeing it not just, it's not just for church leaders, people that work in get paid by churches to provide leadership there, but that uh, it's now intended to serve anyone in any capacity of, of leadership, or maybe even taking that a step further, anyone who has influence anywhere, which at some level can be all of us, um, has kind of been the And this is, this is ultimately why I'm asking the question, not just so that all of us are familiar with the history of this 25-year event, but so that we understand what it was and therefore isn't as much today so that we can appreciate what it is and that it's accessible to, to all of us. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right in that Willow Creek Community Church – 25 years ago was, you know, a pioneer and innovator in, in some ways to do church. And so they stewarded those innovations uh, by convening these events. And they had a whole menu, arts conference, evangelism conference, small groups, kids ministry. And and one of them was this leadership summit. And so originally it was kind of offered to essentially senior church leaders, right? Senior pastors, lead teams, boards, that kind of thing. And... Uh, like you said, that kind of all consolidated into this one event, I think because over the years, a couple of things changed. Other churches started to be brokers of innovation as well. Willow Creek wasn't the only game in town. I remember it was like Willow and Saddleback way back in the day. But you had the Life Churches and the Elevations and the North Points and you know a bunch of other churches that could convene conferences or, or steward their, their innovations. There also became a bit of a technological awakening because in the last 25 years, there's this thing called the internet and that drastically changed how, you know, TED Talks or uh, online resources, or we even talk about right now media in our context, yeah. like there's, there's lots of ways to get, to get that stuff out there. So all these conferences and the need for them seem to dry up except for this one. And so the leadership summit started to kind of become this catch-all for all church leaders. Originally, it was for one strand of a church leader, a certain kind of church leader, and then it became a catch-all for all church leaders. But then it really evolved when it started to realize that, no, this can actually be relevant content for all leaders, marketplace, you know, government, academics, sports, you know, everyone who's in a leadership capacity. And then it further evolved to appreciate, you know what, all leadership is is influence, and so if we can draw everybody in together and, and develop all of our influence, well, then we can raise, like you said, the kingdom tide across communities all over the place. And then in that, in that process of this event morphing, the technological advances also allowed them to rebroadcast and simulcast. And so now there are... Do you know off, off the top of your head, I can't even remember how many how many live sites there are in this August event, probably like 500 sites across yeah. North America. And then there's another, I think, 300 or so that get rebroadcast both in Canada and all around the world 
in translated ways uh, for the other 11 months of the year that lead back up into the into the August event. And so it's it's really kind of evolved both in its scope, but in its nature, it's no longer this event, even though they call it the Global Leadership Summit, it's no longer this thing exclusive or primarily designed for senior church leaders. Mm-hmm. It's intended for everybody because everybody has influence. That's the spirit yeah, of it. Yeah. That's the spirit of these days. And one, one thing that I found has been cool in its global scale and just being able to leverage the technology and recognizing other influences in other churches. Um, I mean, the event eventually changed the name from, I think, as I recall, the Leadership Summit to the Global Leadership Summit. And it's also had the actual event itself have much broader draw of the, the speakers and the diversity of the voices. That it's not just from this one church that they're trying to sort of share everything and download everything, but there's leaders from literally all over the world that come and speak and provide the content, which I find quite compelling. Absolutely. And, 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 so and they're from all kinds of different disciplines, right. which was part of the evolution of it as well, right? Back in the day, it was mostly senior church leaders that were helping develop senior church leaders because that's where this thing started. Now it's voices on all kinds of different aspects of personal and leadership development and ultimately the cultivation of influence that, uh, like you said, is in a a very, very now multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational kind of faculty. And uh, this year is no exception. I would say this is the most diverse uh, certainly most eclectic uh, faculty that I've, I've ever encountered in the almost 25 years that I've been a part of it. And uh, it's just cool for all of us, especially our members, to appreciate what this is today so that we can embrace the impact that it can have today as opposed to assume the impact that it might have had before and shut ourselves or other people out of it. Cause that's ultimately what we want to talk about today is how many, how many people can be affected by this and how we can leverage it. So before we do that though, uh, I just want to talk about the experience of the GLS. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you, Jeff, is because the, the GLS years ago uh, had pretty significant role in your life and leadership. So start off just telling us the story of the role that the GLS played in your hmm. life and leadership trajectory. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely has had a significant effect uh, on on me and kind of where I, I find myself today. And it was interesting. I was I was reflecting on this a little bit through the the podcast we had last week, uh, where we had, had the sort of the bonus episode with Jeff Mannion. And one of the things he was talking about that I know was in his book as well is how the big event on its own isn't the thing that that changes our lives. And yet the big event can be a dramatic catalyst to what could happen after event, what, what that thing could do in us that has us actually not want to be the same, to actually undergo change. And I, I feel like that is very true of my very first summit experience. Um, I think we started as, at Southridge in Niagara, started hosting the summit as a satellite site when I would have been somewhere around 1920, something like that. Um, kind of just in the throes of university. And then Lindsay and I, we got married around 21, kind of young, kind of trying to get into the work world, having, you know, busyness with, with trying to get some jobs going, careers, that kind of thing. And I remember in those early years, um, just because of some of my involvements and just I appreciated the, the sense of invitation and empowerment, you would send, I think it was via email then, but like a letter inviting people to summit with kind of that personal invitation into a, not just to the whole church list, but people that were in leadership roles. And I got that two or three times before I ever said yes before I went. And I remember getting those and thinking, oh, this sounds cool. It's, you rejected I, me many times. Well, I've yeah. rejected it a few times. Right? I know. Since too, but, but 
I remember thinking, ah, you know what? Two days in the summer, I, I got to work because I, I got university to pay for or whatever. Or we're busy or we're getting ready for a wedding the one summer and all that kind of thing. And I just didn't feel like it fit. And then uh, a few years later, a few years into us being married, and I was, I was uh, working in my, one of my first roles at a school at, at Meridian Credit Union, and I got the letter again that spring. And I mean, there's lots of layers of this. I'll try to not give the super long version, but I, I think God was starting to stir some things in Lindsay and I and stuff that was going on at church that was stirring our hearts. But I got the letter, and it felt a little different that I felt like I should, I should, be, I should give it more thought. And, and this is probably the selfish dynamic or whatever that God redeems or works through at Meridian. I got two, at least two or three like professional days to like get paid and be off without using vacation time for development. I'm like, oh, maybe this thing could qualify. So I had asked my boss and sure enough, it did. They said, Hey, you can go to that. Go, go ahead and, and do that. And I went to the first summit. So just to, just to be clear. You came the first time because now you're getting paid to respond to my invitations. Absolutely. Okay. So this was not something that Jeff was ever going to do on his own volition. (laughs) Let's just appreciate that God works in spite of us. Mysterious, miraculous (laughs) ways. So you never know. And frankly, walking into that was kind of a, you, you never know what that, when you open yourself up to something like that, what journey will begin. And those two days, and in fact, the first day, there's a, there's a significant moment for me. It's not like my life was immediately changed. I actually went through that first day and I don't have a particular talk or like sound bite that I even remember. I remember being at the end of that day and being so moved by the experience that I felt like God wanted to do something even more in my life. Even though I thought I was just now set in this, like I'm doing the career thing and here we go and we're married and off we go. We're going to do life the way we wanted. And I felt so stirred that there was something more and different. And I remember I was sitting kind of near the front and, and you were you were near there and uh, sort of sheepishly and almost with a bit of mist in my eyes, I kind of had said after like, can you can you pray for me for a minute? Because I just didn't even know what to do with that. It. People were filing out. I remember yeah. that summit yeah. and people were people were filing out and there was, you know, young. This was at least 10 years ago. So you were in yeah. your 20s still. And, uh, you know, this young, young Jeff Martin sitting in the front row, not leaving. Just sitting there and mm-hmm. thinking, oh man, something's something's going on. Either he's been really offended today, or <laughs> or uh, or God is stirring something up. And and uh, yeah, that's when we had a little prayer time there, and it was quite significant. And like I say, that it's not like I didn't go home knowing what I was going to do or be different. I went to work at Meridian on Monday and kind of carried on. And yet, it was sort of in the next six to eight months, and this will accelerate. Where you know, God was doing some stuff in our lives. We had some message series. We were started to have this multi-site vision that I was getting captivated by that I ended up being invited to come on the, into my staff role. And this, this is my story. Everyone's going to be different. But I look back at that six to eight months leading up to that. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but I've seen now in the hindsight, God's activity that day at the summit stirred my heart in a Jeff Mannion sort of, it can be the catalyst for a start of something in a way that I, I couldn't imagine. And now, you know, being around here and, and getting to participate in it for the last however many decade years, you know, 10, 12 years, uh, every year, it provides something to say, how can I take this now into my work life, into my family life, into my, and experience more growth change, you know? Yeah, well, let's talk about just the event uh, to begin with, and we'll start, we'll talk about the ongoing impact of the event year after year, because I appreciate you comparing that to Mannion's caution. And, and for some of us as members, we might wonder, hey, if we're, advocating for a Jeff Mannion slow and steady faithfulness approach to life and faith in church. Why do we make us, why do we make such a big deal about this event? Right. We're not events based. We're not a program based church. We're lifestyle based church. 
And uh, I, I, I totally appreciate the, the need to kind of reconcile that in our minds because this experience, as you've said very, very well, is a catalytic two days. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't fundamentally change you. I've often uh, described it as the adult version of summer camp. Where, you know, people come back from summer camp and they have this summer camp high and inevitably it fades because the the summer camp high isn't reality. It's not God working in our reality, but it is a catalytic experience. And in the same way that kids come back from summer camp from a catalytic experience, this is a catalytic experience because, and this is, I think, the most important thing. I find when we make extended space for God, he shows up in ways that we may not even expect. When we make extended space for God, he shows up in ways that we might not expect. And that, at the end of the day, gang, is is why we host this, because it gives us two days of uninterrupted space for God, where God shows up and has consistently showed up. I can talk about my own first summit story and how how trajectory changing that was in my own psyche about what God would want to do in my life uh, and in yours and in so many other people's. Because when we make space for God in those uh, extended ways, he, he really shows up in, in, in ways often that surprise us, which is pretty cool. Now, you alluded as well to the fact that as you do this year over year, there's kind of a different sort of impact. And I, I want to highlight that because for some of us, I, I've talked to people and they, when I send out that letter or now that email, uh, you know, people read it and before they delete it, put it in their, in their junk, whatever, um, there's a little bit of been there, done that. Like I had that experience and now, so I don't, I don't need the summit because it, it was catalytic in me once. Uh, can you talk about the role that the GLS has played just in your life now annually and what yeah. making that space does cumulatively? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like anything, we part, begin to actually make some part of our routine. Uh, you can even this thing of coming on, on Sundays to church and whatnot. Um, every uh, experience and every summit you, you do experience a little bit differently and certain ones stand out in your mind and memory different than others for all kinds of reasons. Um, but what I, what I have found, and we've often used the phrase uh, of how do you digest something like this two day conference experience of finding a nugget sort of as the golden nugget, almost the nugget of legacy. The one or two things that I didn't see this way before, I've never heard this way, I couldn't have sort of conjured up on my own, but I feel like, you know, I would see it as God inspiring something in you that so relates to the current circumstances you're dealing with, if it's, if it's leading people, managing things, making challenging decisions, figuring out what to do next with your business or how to make your business a more of a difference-making business, that kind of thing. And every year, whether it was the summit where it felt like, oh, that one was the like every session was the 10 out of 10 or this one, there was some that I'm not sure I, I, you know, energize me as like some other years that I remember. There's always those sort of nuggets of legacy that you take into your life and your leadership. And it gives you sort of a new way of seeing things that, again, doesn't mean everything's fixed or different on the Monday afterwards when you go back to your normal life but you can actually start applying. You can actually take to your team. You can actually take to your family. You can take whatever like to, to, so I feel like that, that happens every single time. Yeah. And I'm finding now with, with what the GLS has evolved into in trying to serve and inspire everyone to have influence where they find themselves. 
uh, one of the things that they've included uh, are these little video vignettes called grander visions of just ordinary people who are leveraging their influence in really courageous kinds of ways. And I find even from that perspective, there are now these real life examples of how to be uh, a greater influence right where you are so that even if you're not taking a particular, like you said, a nugget of legacy from a content perspective, at least you're taking the inspiration that God wants to do something significant in your life and inspire you to a grander vision in whatever way that might look like for you. There, there at the very least is going to be that. And I mean, I would totally affirm for your experience, that would be my experience as well, that there's always a few things that I feel like God wants to say. And I've actually at a very practical level, I've stopped taking notes during the summit mm-hmm. because when I'm too fixated on taking notes, I, I get too bogged down in the details to take a step back and say, what are the what are the couple things that God really wants to impress on my heart right now in my life, in my leadership, in my family, in our church? And just just by sitting back and not feeling the obligation to remember all of the content of all of the sessions, it's actually helped me to be more affected by God and to create that space for him to show up in my life uh, to a, deg- a greater degree as well. So well, the beauty is too the summit, and this evolves every year with how, how well they can do this forever, but with us through technology, like there's so many resources made available afterwards. Cause again, it's not just about the two days, it's about the whole year of development. And you identify one or two of those sessions that like, whether it's the GLS next app or the, you know, the podcast they have, these kinds of things, you could now just try to pinpoint a couple of those things through the year to, to take that further. Yeah. They provide and, session notes. Yeah. So I, like, yeah, I don't totally. need to scribble that down anymore. They, they provide way better ones than yeah. I would ever make. And, uh, you can actually rewatch the talks and things like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, we can talk about a lot that, a lot of that as well. Um, the bottom line though is we want as many people from our community to be a part of this and experience this together as possible. And in the last number of years, that's resulted in us as a church and us as a leadership trying to financially partner and make an investment in our people to experience this. Can you can you talk about that, just the heart behind that, that partnership and yeah. that investment? Yeah, I mean, we, we see this, and particularly where it's even placed in our sort of rhythm as a church in that August season, we see it as such a, because we kind of, we try to, as much as possible in, in our, our programs, kind of take a bit of a breath in the summer, probably most specifically or pronounced in July. But August is always a month of kind of gearing back up and anticipating the sort of back to school season of September and whatnot. And it's high recruitment time in our ministries and all that kind of thing. And we see this as such a great resource to empower our people to grow in their own sense of contribution to the world and to the church and to the kingdom um, and their potential. And, and is just such a, like in both envisioning and practically training and equipping um, that for us, I mean, including the desire for just the betterment of Niagara, but for the, the health and strength of our church and all of the, the community and the volunteer roles that it takes to make this possible investing in this event and investing in our people to be part of this event pays massive dividends in uh, in the impact that that 
then all of our community creates in the lives of others as they serve and they contribute and they volunteer and they, you know, uh, provide great leadership in our programs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so we, as a host site, people may not know this, but you know, the, the, the rate to sign up for this is typically somewhere in the neighborhood of like 170, 190, yeah, you know, 200, 200 bucks. bucks there, there are some different early bird, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of deadlines. Um, but it's about a $200 tuition for the, for the two days. And we get a discounted rate as a host site. And then we've actually created a special dynamic with the GLS where we offset the cost of our Southridge members and our Southridge ministry participants to participate at an even greater reduced rate of $69 that includes two meals, like two lunches uh, for the two days. Um, for exactly this spirit, we want to experience this together. We want to create the space for God so that God can show up and do both catalytic trajectory changing things in the event and make the investment in us personally and together in an ongoing way, which uh, again, you're talking about the timing of this in ministry launch season, kickoff Sunday, the weekend after Labor Day, like you got to reverse engineer and realize those ministries, if they're going to be good to go, they need recruitment, they need training, they need infusion. And at some point, we got to wake up from the summer. And so the, the, the GLS, just from a timing perspective, serves us as a church in addition to that individual investment. Um, but I just, for clarity, if we're going to register at this $69 rate, what would we do? Yeah, so to do that as part of the Southridge family and community, um, we have a promo code that we're given by by GLS um, and you got to use that promo code when you register now on Sunday we would have launched that and uh, it was in the program so if you took that home with you you've got it there um, I think we have you know we've had blue business cards on our tables and the lobbies and stuff that have it so uh, if you didn't somehow get that this past weekend um, you need you can get in touch with us and we'll, we'll give you that promo code because that promo code is the way as a Southridge uh, community member or part of this community, you register to get that $69. Yeah. And, so. and actually in this, uh, magical letter that you refer to me sending, uh, I'm going to send that to our members and actually to a broader group than just our members to, to all of our ministry participants across all of our locations. I'm going to send that, uh, later this week and the link will have that promo code embedded in it. So I'll actually send a link that uh, you won't even need to remember, or find your program in the recycling or whatever. Like you'll just be able to click that link and bam, the $69 promo code will be there and you can access it and encourage others uh, in, in our ministry circles to, to access it. Now, this doesn't mean you share it with all your friends at work and whatever, because we want to be a little bit discreet about that. But uh, for, for those of us that are part of our ministry, we want you to be there and we want to make that investment in you and so I hope that you'll you'll access that uh, in that way. And don't forget that I deleted that email two or three times. And if you've been in a never tried it or you've been there, done that, uh, if you can carve it out this year, respond to that email. And I don't I don't think you'll regret it. This, so. this could be the year that you won't delete my invitational there email. Um, I want to talk about as a as a host site, uh, you've alluded to why we host this for our own reasons. Mm -hmm. But there are also kind of broader kingdom values that we have in hosting this event. Can you talk about that beyond the benefit to ourselves and to our local church and our ministry as a result? Why else do we yeah. do we host this event? 
I think one really cool thing, uh, because we've had this this connection with the the Global Leadership Network and uh, have have been God's kind of given us the opportunity to 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 resource this and to host this, is it creates such a cool. Uh, sort of, we sometimes say big C church unity opportunity through this event, um, where we make it available to uh, well, any any church leaders and things, or, and we are in touch with a lot of them uh, through relationship and partnership to come and bring not just their own leaders or pastors or staff leaders, but people from their community. And for me, one of my sort of favorite feelings every time we walk into this room every year, even just it starts in the lobby and grabbing a cup of coffee, is that sense. Of, of church unity that comes out of these kinds of experiences um, where you're, you're, you're investing time and energy into something together. And sometimes there's other ways we've tried to do that or have done that, but this is one way we can certainly offer that. And we try to invite a lot of other churches in, into that. And it's just our spirit of, we've, we've often used the, the, the phrase in the past of sharing God's love beyond just our own people and places. It's, it's one of our ways to do that. This is a thing that we're connected to and have the capacity to, to uh, so it, it not just can help our people kind of grow and be better, but if we can share that and expand that, especially among other, other churches and whatnot, that's a, uh, we want to try to offer that gift. Yeah, and one comment I'd like to make to our members uh, regarding the stewardship of this to bless other churches is, you know, in talking about the history of this event and the different reasons why it existed to the different audiences, I find even in Niagara these days, there are a lot of church leaders that are still living in a former paradigm of what this event is and are living in the assumption that this is still only or more exclusively for senior or official church leaders, as opposed to fanning and inspiring the influence of everyone in living grander vision lives for God. And so there, there, I find as a pastor talking to other pastors, it's hard to, to shift that. But as members talking with other church members of other churches, I think there might be a backdoor way that all of us can share this invitation with people across the Church of Niagara in the circles that we run in, uh, in a way that senior church leaders may not be able to. So I, I say that just for those of us as members to not just... Uh, respond to that email that I'm sending you this year. Um, but but to think about people that we might rub shoulders with, family members, friends, neighbors, coworkers, colleagues, uh, who are from other churches that would really benefit from the catalytic experience of this two days and then the ongoing personal and leadership development of experiencing it every year and uh, extend that invitation to them instead of expecting their church leaders to invite them because their church leaders might not be inviting them thinking that it might not be for them. Um, now, beyond that, and we, we say about the GLS that it is, on the one hand, unapologetically Christian, but on the other hand, that it it is a real diverse, eclectic faculty to try to raise this leadership value and ultimately raise the kingdom tide across Niagara and around the world. So uh, we've tried to even include people outside of the church and especially other agencies that depend on leadership uh, and to try to steward this resource as a gift to them. Can you talk about some of those options or ideas as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely this, this event, um, it includes faculty and incredible communicators and people with, with such innovative content, some that we've identified kind of as part of the Christian faith community and church and others who, who, who may not. Um, 
And I find it the event does a great job in its language and its approach to making it accessible to people of all walks of life. And again, therefore, translating to all kinds of leadership, whether it's public services in our city of, you know, region or, or city or whatever. Um, again, marketplace, uh, whether it's it's in the school systems. And, and often so many of the kinds of voices that you hear are from those fields in their own whatever part of the world they come from, but have, have such experience in best practices um, or, or have just experienced a unique sort of innovation or growth that they want to be able to share with others. So uh, again, it's, it's targeted to be more, for more people. And it's, I think it's accessible in its approach, even though it's a faith-based event. Um, and then more than that, it's like just super accessible. The fact that we can host something that actually happens live you know, tons of miles away, we can host it right here in Niagara, which creates, makes the cost actually not that, that pricey for a two day event. Um, you don't necessarily have to get hotels and those kind of things for people within Niagara. Um, and again, you're getting world-class content, accessible world-class content that applies to, to your discipline. Um, it's not always easy to get that other places. So I, I think that's super relevant and helpful for, for other agencies and partners and stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that I'd love our members to, to kind of capture here is the evangelistic opportunity that this provides us because the event itself isn't necessarily intended to be evangelistic. Okay. It's, it's, it's a leadership and influence developing experience. Uh, but in many cases, we could leverage this with people who, for the leadership and the content values, would benefit from this, but use it as a, a way where they may otherwise never darken the doors of a church. And the fact that we're hosting this in our auditorium and the fact that we're hosting this for Niagara puts us in a place of kind of inclusion and generosity where... It gives us an opportunity. I know in my world, I've got lots of different friends from political world and sports and education, whatever, who otherwise wouldn't attend a service or, I mean, they might might darken our doors in a wedding or a funeral, but otherwise, like, they're, they're not even exposed to the building, per se. And the opportunity that it, it gives us to provide a gift to them in this leadership and influence development but in a way that also exposes them to some of the faith dynamics that we're a part of, like there's tremendous power in that. And so uh, just talk a little bit about maybe where you've seen that uh, leveraged effectively to encourage our members to think about how maybe we could leverage it for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've talked even within our ministry model about multiple front doors um, that you know, there's lots of ways someone could come and experience a bit of faith and church or exposure to people that are, are at least exploring that for their own lives. And this definitely can be one of them that I think is super non-threatening. Um, and I think we've, yeah, we have seen that happen. I, I think of things and I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of any specific stories right now. Um, I, I feel like I can, I can think of instances, but where, whether through the event itself or even just through the hospitality of our people that host this thing, which our, our team always does an incredible job when you come to this event for all the spaces in between, making you feel welcome, making you feel loved, making you feel served, making you feel like you're enjoying yourself, having a good time. Which, that, which that's a worthwhile point like, to just make. You know, our, our, I mean, a shout out to our summit team. This yeah. is no small event to host. Absolutely. And our summit team of the 30 sites across Canada, we get feedback and uh, we have always scored in the top three sites in the country hmm. every year. 
Last year, we were the number one ranked site in Canada as far as the hospitality yeah. feedback that people experience. So, and you see that and you feel it when you look around it's, that. It's really inspiring. And I feel like I've, I've had those experiences with people when you talk to someone afterwards who maybe came for the first time or again was, a, was just at the Southridge facility for the first time. And they say, wow, this, is, this was such a great feeling. This is such a great experience. It's such a warm environment. And it, it does create some of those inroads or opportunities to, you know, we talk about in Acts having the uh, the church had the favor with all people. It builds some of that favor. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah. And, and you know, just so, just so we're not trying to bait and switch a person by inviting them to this church thing, pretending like it's not a church thing, but really hoping that they'll you know, encounter Jesus. And um, to leverage the GLS, certainly there's an evangelistic value, and I want people to appreciate that. But to leverage the GLS in our circles um, actually can just embrace what it is on the surface and to share that liberally with people in our circles. And so I, I would say, first off, uh, let's think about who we could invite just for the raw leadership and influence development and the benefit that that gift could be to them in their in their circles. Yeah, because this is sort of born out of the, the church environment, I would wonder how many how many leaders in Niagara just don't know this exists because they haven't been exposed to it. But like it's, again, world class leadership development that if they and their, their, you know, their couple of their employees or their team or whoever, their department in a, in a whatever board or, or um, you know, government, you know, service, whatever, if they suddenly were aware of this, they may say, oh, that's going to be, and we've seen this too. Suddenly that's in their calendar every year. Yeah, we, we, do this, we, have, we go to this, we're, you know. We have companies and we have ministries outside of Southridge who they, they like black out that week, that second week in August uh, from any of their employees taking vacation so that together they can experience the GLS at the site that we host. Right, it's sort of mandatory annual yeah. investment of, yeah. And, and I, and I feel like if we could, you know, beyond our own personal development and beyond even the evangelistic opportunity of getting a reason for people to kind of experience our church together, just the gift that this can be to the community. And I think about all of the environments that I live in, in Niagara, where, if leadership could be better, you know, in our sports communities with coaches and administrators, like if leadership could be a bit better mm -hmm. in the school system and principals and things like that, if leadership could be a bit better in government and in social service, if leadership could be a bit better, um, you know, in the marketplace and in business, you know, if leadership could be a bit better in you know, civil servants and, you know, police and firefighters and you know, if leadership could be a bit better. In our homes as parents. And exactly. Like, like if, if we can, if we can capture the gift that this could be to the entire Niagara region, if we were able to offer this en masse to make leadership just a little bit better for all of us and to make our influence a little bit more effective, a little bit you know, more loving, more honest, more caring, more, um, you know, you could really see a change in our community. And so the, the, the goal, uh, and really the goal of this podcast is for us as members to appreciate that this email doesn't just extend to us. It's not just for us to participate in as attenders. It's us as a host site across our membership to participate in in leveraging this. And so, you know, give us a bit of encouragement on just how to think about 
the people that we might rub shoulders with in our work and play and in home and neighborhood and whatever that 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 we could potentially include in this experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd start by thinking of anyone you know that's 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 close to you that you have any of those conversations of just wanting a little more out of life. I, I, I mean, as simple and plain as that, I think of some of those in, in my life and how those people generally, they're working somewhere, they're maybe, you know, have a family or uh, they're, they're seeking, going through school, figuring out what their trajectory is going to be. And then sometimes you, you have those conversations about that sense of questioning or like, again, this is an event that I think can be so valuable for a person in that, in that place. Um and then beyond that, kind of maybe more, a little more strategically, and you, you, I think you rhymed off a pretty good list, but think about any and all the circles that you roll in. Maybe you're part of the parent council at your school. Maybe you're on the board of, of one of your kids' athletics, you know, groups and whatnot. Um, and to, to extend that invite, um, and actually there's some kind of cool ways to do that. I don't know if that's what you want to get into, but there's some cool opportunities to sort of give people a first try at the at the summit and whatnot. Yeah, because if we were going to direct people, I mean, first of all, if we're going to direct them to register, right. hey, you're into this, I'd love for you to come with me. Uh, there is a different link than the insider host site Southridge ministry team member discounted. We're making an yeah. investment in you link. Uh, so they do have to pay a different price they than do, us. They pay a different price. Now, we, don't wanna, you- we don't want to highlight that, but- but yeah. just at a practical level, want people to appreciate that. There'll be a different link that we can. Well, you still go through our site, as I understand how we've got this set up. Um, just as you click through, you won't have the promo code. So you don't apply the promo code. Right. Our, right. our community will have, you know, people that are part of Southridge get the promo code. In this case, they'll just register through the link that is on our website. And uh, in addition to registering, though, for the two days, you're alluding to some kind of special strategies that yeah, we can leverage. Yeah. Talk about those a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of them is uh, this. this uh, experience kind of on-ramp opportunity that the summit has had, I think for quite a few years now called morning at the summit. And what this is, is intended to be sort of a taste of a sort of dipping your toe in the water of the summit experience for someone who's, who's never done it before. This is for people that have never been to the event. They've never registered. Again, this is generally for people beyond our community or maybe some within our community who they're, they're newer, they're hearing about this for the first time. And if you're just not sure if you can't carve out the full two days or you have that friend or that other marketplace leader who you think they could so value benefit from this, but again, there, it might take a little bit to sell them on it. You can get, come to this morning at the summit and I believe it's a, it's a free registration um, that can also be done. Uh, we can, you can get in touch with, with Christy Wilms, who's our event coordinator for this. Um, and you can extend this invitation to morning at the summit. Basically, you come just for the Thursday morning. That's the first day in your, your, your free morning at the summit pass. Let's you come in for that, that morning and you get a half day exposure. And the summit even programs. I mean, they, they're seeking to make the whole two days pretty powerful and they, they, they generally are. But they program with that in mind, knowing there's going to be some of those morning at the summit guests in that first Thursday morning. And it's just a great initial exposure. And for some, we've had people come that have done that. And immediate lunch, they've walked to the table and say, can I, can I register for the rest? And you yeah, can. And I don't know if our, our members even know that this is aware. So I, Maybe, I, I yeah. hope that, I hope that this is helpful. There is a thing called morning at the summit. We can get an invitation card and you can either give it to someone or you can register for them because it'll have an, an individual code okay. uh, to access the just the first morning, the Thursday morning, and give you a free pass just, just for that morning. And uh, I found in, in my world, beyond the invitation, 
where I've tried to leverage it is actually out of appreciation. I've taken a step back and I've looked at who are the coaches of my kids? Who runs the sports leagues that my kids are a part of? Who are, you know, who's teaching my kids? Uh, who do I see exercising leadership in worlds that I rub shoulders with socially or live on my street or, you know, educators or people in government or whatever? Uh, obviously, with our relationship with the church, like, you know, who at the region or who are some of our ministry partners where they're exercising leadership and who can I gift this to by just saying, thanks for the investment you're making in our community. And I feel like if all of us as members looked around and said, who could we appreciate by saying, thanks for the investment you're making in our community, share with them a morning at the summit gift, share with them a morning at the summit invitation that then in turn draws them into the building, draws them into this experience with us together and opens them up in this space where God could show up because you've made this space for God. Uh, and I just think there's so much more potential for us to leverage this than just the impact God can have in, a, in our own lives. And so I wonder, you know, as we wrap this up, if you could just give us sort of a, 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 a broad scale picture of what this ultimately could look like for Niagara mm. if all of us as members were leveraging this for the full. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about this as we were kind of into this a little bit before as well of just the betterment of of our world and particularly our part of the world that we we live in. I mean, one of the summits uh, sort of taglines or or values has always been that that kind of the world wins when leaders get better. That when a, a leader who kind of by definition has some has more people they're responsible for, they're accountable to parent serving. Or, and again, yeah. you translate that to teacher, to yeah. parent, to coach, to you know, police officer to, to any sort of venue where you have influence. Again, we've kind of know well, anytime someone who has influence gets better, they wiser, you know, have a little more strategy to how to deal with people better at resolving conflict, a little more patient, um, have more creativity. Anytime that happens, everything they touch and influence has potentially get better and probably will get better. Sometimes it's incremental and it's kind of, this is, this is a journey and a, a year after year, but Every time someone has influence, uh, if everyone sort of that they touch wins and gets better out of that, you know, if we have hundreds of people from Niagara at this event and we all get a little bit better, we all go back to our, you know, homes, workplaces, sports teams, um, friendship circles, um, and we bring a better version of ourselves to that, which raises the game and the tide for everybody. And ultimately whether it's just things like a greater sense of unity across the region, greater sense of, of justice and compassion. We think of compassionate city initiatives. Our city tries to, to, like how many of these things would be catalyzed way further if all of us raised our influence game? Um, and then that was multiplied. We were eradicating poverty you know? better. If we were educating children better. Yeah. If we were serving families in need better. I mean, this is, this is. Coaching the soccer teams better. Yeah, right? th this, this is the heart behind us as, as leaders in hosting this event gang. And I hope, I hope as members, you're taking away two things from this, appreciating that when we make this kind of space for God, he shows up in re really significant ways. Number one, don't delete the email, <laughs> respond to Learn the email, from my mistakes. give, you know, let Jeff pay your stupid tax and, yeah. uh, you know, don't delete the email, but more than that, appreciate how much we together as members could leverage this for the sake of Niagara and ultimately for the sake of the kingdom that the values and the kind of influence God would want to have could spread. And uh, like Jeff said, together we could all get better. That's our heart behind this. 
And uh, we hope that you'll join us uh, in the GLS in those ways this year. Thanks for being part of this. Uh, We'll talk to you again next week as we continue as a church finding our way. Take care.